So we decided, uh, as it is the custom, to speak about wishes. And here, in our case, we prefer to speak about advice. What are our sartorial advice for 2022? And some of them are, can be looked upon as wishes. Are you ready to I'm go ready. for that? I'm ready. Let's go. Okay. For the people who are following us since a long time, uh, you may, this uh, episode may sound in some part as a repetition of things that we've been telling you here and there in different episodes. But as we have more and more new subscribers, people who are just stepping into the tutorial world, uh, we decided with Sonia it was a good idea, after all, to have a kind of a recap of what are the main points that you have to take care of uh, in 2022 if you are at the beginning of your tutorial journey. But if you are already on this magnificent journey towards elegance and grace, some of these items can always help you and are also very good to remember. If you don't believe in New Year's resolutions, then you can look at it like our wishes to you. So let's get into it. What's the first one? So the first one, I would put it under the title, prepare yourself, or let's say, get ready for it. And I'm not talking for once about directly sartorial things like suits and shoes and, and shirts and accessory. I am talking about taking care of yourself as oh, a person. I was wondering, you said get ready for it. I wasn't sure what it was. So it is you. Yeah, I mean, get ready means, for example, many people, okay, now we can answer this question. Many people have asked uh, me and Sonia uh, about the fact that we lost a lot of weight in 2021. And some people even were concerned, and I thank you that you are concerned about me. It touches me a lot, uh, whether I was in good health or not. In actual fact, I'm in a magnificent health. Since you are in good health, health, and you have to put it all in perspective, because when we first started Sartorial Talks, we had been in Italy for a couple of years, yes. writing the Italian Gentleman book, and we had gone through so many dinners that we lost count, and Italian dinners aren't exactly mm. friendly in terms of keeping the line svelte. That's probably the most But they were the delicious. Friendliest. They were delicious. Yeah. I guess it was worth it. Yeah, they are the friendliest we, dinner and the most extravagant dinners probably in the world. And crazy but dinners. you put on a lot of weight. You do, and I think it was worth it, but then you have to get it back in, in order. So sometimes you can really go for it, but then you have to do a correction, let's say. Yeah, well, we, 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 we're not going to show the photos on the screen. They can look at the old talks yeah, and see the Just look at the very it. first tutorial <laughs> like, talks. You'll see we don't have exactly the same kind of body shape. Okay, I'll tell you a secret. We've gone up and down 20 pounds, both of us. Yes, 20 crazy. pounds. And so, that's the limit, by the way, for a bespoke suit. Yeah, uh, 20 pounds either way. Yeah, but keep we, going. We were keep going. speaking about that this morning because we're going to brought, uh, record uh, soon after this episode, uh, an episode of what are the signs that tells you that is a bespoke jacket or not. And yeah. inside yes. the bespoke jacket, they leave uh, quite a fair amount of fabric, specifically in case you lose weight or most of the time you gain weight so that you can go more or less 15 pounds and still be able to wear your suit. But what I wanted to say by prepare yourself or get ready to, it's just because it's easy to understand and I'm not inviting everybody to eat like we do and to exercise like we do a little bit, but it is very important to understand that no tailor will be able to make you lose weight. It can be able to lose weight visually, but 
um, taking care of yourself with a little bit of exercise and healthy food will probably avoid you a lot of alterations and a lot of things that tailors can be magicians, but they can't do everything. So what did we do uh, specifically in 2021? We started 1st of January as a good resolution, and it worked so well for us. We decided to eat healthy. We had a three-week um, vegetable and fruit and grains um, sort of fast from everything else. Yes. And that kicked us off, and then we never stopped. Yeah. Sometimes was, you just need something to kick you off. It was difficult. I remember it was exactly <laughs> 21 days with yes. only vegetables and water. And okay, vegetables is not, yeah, vegetable is not a problem for me. Fruit is not a problem. The problem for me is no wine. It was very, and no cheese. I'm oh, French yes. after all. I know. And it was difficult, but the results were absolutely spectacular. But, but the main thing, ladies and gentlemen, that we want to share with you, we're not speaking about diet here. We're speaking about something different. We're speaking about the habit that we took to eat only whole foods. Okay, if you're in the USA, I'm not speaking about the supermarket called Whole Food, <laughs> which is owned by Amazon. Oh, right, uh, right. Uh, and if way. you're from somewhere other than the United States, because everybody in the US already already knows this, it's called Whole Paycheck. Okay, yeah, yes. they, they call yeah, it Whole crazy. Food, Whole Paycheck, because it's extremely expensive. But here time. in France, we decided to do the same and to try to buy local as much as we Good. Yes. Uh, to go to to the open markets to buy some real food. When we say whole food, we, we speak about non-processed food. And if you try this, you will soon discover first that it's difficult to find something in most of the supermarkets because 95% of everything is processed. Mm -hmm. And secondly, you will uh, uh, understand very quickly that it works only if you're able to cook. By yourself, that is to say, you buy the real food, but it changes everything in terms of health and in terms also of body shape. So basically, that's how we eat. We just avoid processed foods, try to eat whole foods. Yes. That's and that it. might be a very good first step in your sartorial journey. Once again, ladies and gentlemen, we are not advertising here any kind of diet or stuff mm -hmm. like that, because believe me, if there's a house in the world where we appreciate fantastic cheese and superlative wines, it's this place. But we decided that it was time for us, and I don't know how in my head it aligned with the sanitary crisis. It's maybe it triggered something in our head to say, isn't it the time to maybe rethink uh, reshuffle and rethink about everything and as one of the subjects, the way we eat. Oh, that's true. Well, I was just um, tired of trying to squeeze into my clothes. But, it, you know, even if you are um, a larger person, you know, that didn't stop us, for example, from dressing up of course. and going forward. And even if we weighed much more, we would still start the sartorial process because saying, I'm going to wait, I'm going to wait, I'm going to wait. I don't believe in that. A lot of people believe in that, yes. but I think you just jump right in. And because dressing a way that in a way that makes you feel really good, yeah. you just automatically start losing weight. Exactly. It's like, you're not waiting for a year and a half. I you agree lose with so you. many pounds. No, just go for it. It's going to happen naturally if that's what you want. Some people don't want that. So what you say that is good motivation when you decide to dress well in a classic style or another style. We speak here about classic style, of course. It's also an encouragement or even something that pushes you to, to take care of yourself. Oh, and that's and right. uh, that's it's right. important. So, and one mm -hmm. thing about whole food, not the, the brown, but mm -hmm. the idea of eating real food is that 
you discover that if you do so, you'll have to go more and more local. This is why I was linking this with the sanitary crisis. Oh, I see what you mean. Mm-hmm. You see, mm-hmm. and, and going local is important. Okay, <laughs> that was a non-sartorial advice, but that can be extremely useful. And the joy to wear your clothes when you're in good shape is, uh, of course, immense. The second thing, which is always, um, we always mention this in our shows, it's about education. Continue to educate yourself about the sartorial world. Well, I think we helped a little bit. Uh, we are close to reach 200,000 subscribers, That's by right, the way. That's right. We're very close. And it's a good point about education. I just think just because your brain can just go on autopilot and you can just literally lose some of your abilities that you had before if you don't actively engage your brain. And if this is an interest for you, the yeah. sartorial interest, then that's a great way to engage your brain. And there's so much to learn. Yes. When you hear bespoke, do you know what that means? Of course, most of you do but maybe some of you don't you find out what bespoke is like for me i didn't know what a waistcoat was 12 years ago Mm -hmm. and that's what sparked it all for me i didn't know in america they call it a vest but when i looked it up then i just got hooked into that whole world of sartorialism and i never looked back yeah and uh, culture. yeah yeah and it's it's um, on top of that what is interesting is that when you start to educate yourself for the sole reason of dressing better and our main theme of the year probably to buy less, but to buy better because it goes together. When you understand more, you are able to waste less and to buy better and garments are going to fit you well and going to be more durable. But it's also um, about the fact that behind all the clothing of the sartorial world, you discover a fascinating world. And what is... I, I have mainly, I'm, I often thought about that, that sometimes people, I don't know if they are more uh, fascinated by the way that all of a sudden they look better or by the way that they understand what they wear. They, they understand mm. there's a tailor mm. behind, they mm. understand their traditions behind. And it's a very, it's a good point. point. I think, I think, um, in my example that I understood that an artisan was putting this together and it was using wool and the characteristics of wool is that it's, it molds to your body and the characters of the canvas inside yes. the suit also molds to your body. So I'm wearing something that's almost alive, exactly. you know, and it's, it's contouring to me. Even yeah. if I change, it's yeah. still contouring to me. Yeah. And that is fascinating. Well, yeah. And what is fascinating is when I wear, for example, this suit, I know who made it. That's right. exactly you know, know the man or the I, woman. I, I, well, I mean, the late Luigi Dalcore, who passed away a few months ago, but I know which hands have been working on this specific suit. You know which hands have been cutting this suit. Right. And it changed the whole idea of fascination. That you, you understand what you were, but not only you understand, you know the people who crafted it and not the factory. Or, you know, when you buy something ready to wear, I have nothing against ready to wear. Some ready to wear are very decent, Some are but great. it's not the same feeling. You are less more engaged in what you do. So that's true, but you have to admit. I mean, you're ready to wear like Kiton or Adelini or Isaiah. I mean, that day people are putting their hands on it, yes. you know, and making handmade clothes. Yeah. So it depends on which ready to wear well, you're you talking are speaking about. about the top of the, the line top of the top. To wear, yes, of and there's course. more, a few more, of course. Sanandu. And okay, so when you say educate, we did a special show, I think last year, one year and a half ago, on the books to read. So we're going to put the link so that you can have all the resources uh, you 
need uh, the most famous books on the subject and the blogs and the forums and the YouTube channel. And it's always a joy for us to welcome a new book. And there's a new book that just um, was uh, written by Reginald Jerome de Mans. Uh, I show it here. And it's called Swan Songs. Uh, I read one third of it. I received, I don't know if it's on the market right now, um, but I received an advanced copy mm. and I, I read, I read one third of it. Uh, mm. Swan Songs, it's about, it's a stroll in the, um, the elegant, uh, of an elegant man in Paris. And it's more about the people who are resisting to the mass market situation in, in which we are now, and also about bronze who didn't make it, who disappeared, although they were incredible, and other very famous Parisian bronze who are still standing strong, even if the market is not in favor of artisanship. I can give you a few examples. Wait, before if you, you do, can you elaborate on the title, mm-hmm. Swan Song, why it's named Swan Song? Oh, because song? it's, uh, in France is, uh, when we say Swan Song, le chant du signe in French, it means it's the last moment. When the swan is singing, it means it's gonna die. Mm, that's and it. so le chant du signe means in French that Maybe, and, and I hope a lot of people will not die as businesses, mm. but it has a kind of a nostalgia in mm. this book that I love. Okay, it's very erudite, it's very witty, it's very well documented, but it's only focused on the wardrobe of the, the author. And he's writing, for example, on Old England, which was an amazing um, menswear, men's style shop in Paris, who disappeared. He's speaking about Sulka, who were doing magnificent ties and shirts, who disappeared also. He mm, speaks about them. Anthony Delos, who's now working at uh, Berluti. Mm. He speaks about Arnis. Arne is so important from the left bank style of Paris. It's an institution who's been bought by Berluti also. And he speaks about uh, Ildichenki, Charvet, Deluca, Dimitri Gomez, Philippe Atienza. So if you are really into um, uh, the sartorial world, this is a very good book to to acquire. It's called Swan Song by Reginald Jérôme de Mont. It's in English only. uh, And it's a good uh, read. So congratulations, Reginald Jerome for the beautiful work you did with this book. But there are many other books, including ours, so um, you can find the link to the um, education books, educational books on sartorialism that are on the market. The third advice is something, something that sometimes we forget to say. Because we have so many young people, and not so young actually, that rediscover with us the classic style, and they directly jump into the big bath, mm-hmm. into the big swimming pool, and they start to put on vests and accessories and double-breasted. And sometimes it's a little bit, they go a little bit too fast. So our third advice is, what are your objectives? Establish your objective. What can what can be objective for a person who wants to dress better? Well, for example, if you're going on a vacation somewhere, yeah. and you know, okay, my destination is going to be Memphis, Tennessee, because I want to listen to some blues and hang out in a bar. Okay, you know your destination. So I think what you, what we've always tried to do is know our destination. Mm-hmm. You know, it, do you want to go to the point to where you are dressing in bespoke clothes on a regular basis? Or do you just want to like up your style a little bit? What do you want? What are you looking for? And I think that if you know what you, where you're going, then yeah. 
you can figure out how to get there. Yeah, you have to write down your objective. Mm -hmm. I, I would go a little bit further, darling, for example. Is it only in the business uh, mm -hmm. area that mm -hmm. you want to mm -hmm. upgrade your game? Or is it only on the personal side that maybe you on the market for a new wife or for your first wife or for a husband or for, I'm sorry. <laughs> for Nothing is funny. What did you say? Uh, if you're on the market for a new wife. Like, yeah, that like, was, I'm sorry. I, it, it, it escaped my mouth, but it's a funny way to put it. Right? Okay, sure. Yeah, well, I mean, it happens to, to, to many people to be on the market and, uh, or <laughs> if God. you want to, I don't know, to unpack your game. Okay. You know, she's always surprised. By, this is, this is language barriers because we say it's sur le marché pour une femme. In French means that you are just free. That's all it means. That's know, funny. Nothing, okay. Nothing yeah. else. Yeah, on the, right. So we are talking about, you know, amping up your elegance. Uh, for a date or for, because you want to attract the attention of this specific woman that you fell in love with, or it can be only business, or it can be some kind of a tradition that you want to, to continue in your family. It can be different objectives. Most of the time, the number one objective is to look better in many kinds of situations, but it's not, it's not the same idea when you do it for business reasons or for personal reasons. That's all I want to say. Yeah, that makes say. sense. That makes sense. Um, I just had this impression earlier today that if someone wants to dress up, then they should try to not do it because they want something else. Maybe try to dress up and just see how you feel. Mm. I mean, I think when you... Everyone's different. I think nobody can define, okay, you want that, you want this, you want that, dress up and maybe you'll get it. And then we do get those yes. responses that that really happened. Yeah. But, but maybe dress up and see how it makes you feel. And then feelings are kind of a, eh, you know, feelings are kind of la la feelings, but you don't know what's going to happen when you dress up. You don't know how it's going to affect your psychology, your yes. mentality, yes. the way you handle yourself, the way you come across. The way you carry yourself. And the way you carry yourself, place. because it definitely changes when you're dressed yeah, up. It changed everything. So anyway, that's my, that was my impression earlier. Just mm. kind of listen, be in tune with how, how it's making you uh, look at yourself. Mm. I love your approach, darling. I think it's the right one. Because me, I was a little bit more, for once, methodical. Right. But you're right. Before having doing a mock-up of your objective, just try on things and see how you feel. Right. And garments are like so many things. Like maybe, I don't know, things that you buy. I don't know, cars, furnitures, whatever, art. It's that when it's right, you immediately know. Mm. Or mm. when it's right, you immediately feel something different. And this is something very important. Now, let's go in more concrete stuff, in more, um, uh, how do you say, applicable things. I don't say that what we just say was uh, not applicable. It's more, it was more philosophical. Philosophical. I'm just French sometimes, my, my tongue. You know, you remember you American. speak English quite well. <laughs> English is not my mother tongue. But let's go now in some precise things. So, first of all, when I say objective, I said Define your style. Do you want to be more business, more dandy-esque, more, you know, a little bit more extravagant or more toned down? Do you want to remain discreet? Do you want to step out of the crowd? That's very important. That really, is. That's a good point. Yeah, yeah, to really find your style. So we mm -hmm. did many, many shows on the subject, but the main thing is that uh, our advice is very um, wise. It said, don't spend 
a lot of money if you just start your tutorial journey. And for one of the most uh, interesting uh, trends of these days is secondhand or recycling or recycled mm. garments. So, mm -hmm. and it's important not only for you because it will uh, um, uh, allow you to try on things. You're not sure about window panes, for example. Try on a vintage window pane and see if it fits you for very little money. Your son is a specialist of that, right? That's true. He loves to shop vintage and he is uh, very adamant about taking the time to find something that's pre-worn. Yeah. And he's done quite well, actually. He's he did something that he can't even fool me. That's right. That's well, difficult, I too. Said, oh, my gosh. That suits, suits you very well. And he said, yes. 20 euros in a <laughs> thrifting shop. What's the name of this charity shop in uh, Goodwill? Goodwill, yes. 20 euros in Goodwill. I said, mm -hmm. how can that be? You have no idea how this kind of charity shop, sometimes they have treasures. That's right. You just you, have to know what you're looking for. And you just have to be patient a little bit. Mm -hmm. and you just. Have but to if you haven't it. trained your eye, you don't even know what to get. You have, That's why the education comes in, like you said. Exactly. You have to know what you're looking for, right? Exactly. It's and good. education goes the other way. Some people put in goodwill some stuff that they could sell hundreds and hundreds of dollars on eBay, but they mm. just don't know. That's right. And a lot of our friends have been selling their own clothes, trying to get into this, sorry for the cliche, but the sustainability mindset. It's not a cliche. So this is friends, dramatically important. So many, days. I could name them, but you know who they are. They, they're selling their own stock just to minimize the closet. Mm -hmm. That's and, and a just, big... Yeah. Uh, it's a big market. Yeah, it's a big market. And this is something which is very particular. We would not have said this, for example, in 2017 or 18. It was not close to our mind. This idea of we are consuming too much clothes, uh, give a second life to your clothes by selling them on the second market. And if you are at the beginning of your past, or if you hesitate... Uh-huh. You want to have some kind of heavy flannel or you want to try a special pattern before jumping directly into a buying attitude. Just try to thrift it for 10 euros, 20 euros, 50 bucks, maybe a hundred bucks. And you can try it. Yeah. And maybe you even flip it later for more because you're moving on to something else. Say again. Oh, it's okay. I just, uh, you can resell it. Yes to move on to something else, especially oh, yeah, if you yeah, find yeah, something yeah, you don't yeah. like. But in any case, it it's all about the same idea. Buy less, ladies and gentlemen. Please buy less, but buy better. Buy durable thing. And believe me, um, uh, you know if you are following this channel with uh, Sonia and myself as hosts, you uh, can understand that uh, you've seen me in suits that I've been wearing since uh, 12 years. That's you've right. seen Sonia in suits and jackets she's been wearing for six or seven years. And this is something also, okay, let's break the ice once for all. Okay, we used to live in, um, in an environment, in a society, in which specifically women, but also men, uh, used to say, oh, I can't take this picture with this suit because I already wear, wore this suit at the last party with the same time and the same shirt, and it's not good that I wear it again. Please stop doing that. Because me, 
uh, Sonia can testify. I don't care if you see me in the same suit 10 times in a row because it means I love these suits and it fits me well. Well, it happened when you gained 20 pounds. You, were, you <laughs> could only wear two subject. suits, so you wore them over and over again. But you know yes. what surprised me is that you didn't mind. Of course not. Why? Like you were I? like, oh, I just wore that. I can't wear it now. You never said that. No. It never even seemed to enter your mind. No. And, but uh, that's, um, but it, that's it was a credit more, to you. For, my, for, for me, it was more like a woman thing you know mm. i'm not gonna wear this dress you know again because for I did sure a party. oh it's so true but it's why don't so you stop doing, stop doing this well you know there's a couple of the film stars that are saying okay look like jennifer lopez wears her she's wore her same green dress i don't know maybe 20 years later whatever yes. the number was yes and she was like it was a point of almost pride for her mm -hmm. and then i saw several other film stars were doing yeah. the same thing big, big names in hollywood huh? yeah it, um, it almost became a pride that they could still fit into the dress but the point was yes. to use your clothes again mm -hmm. not but i don't I, I don't dislike this pride i think this is That's very okay. legit yeah. you know in uh, formerly there were proud not to wear the same dress never twice almost mm. so you understand what it means You buy a dress or you buy whatever. For me, it's my job to dress up every day. Uh, you buy a suit and then you just wear it once yes. for the pictures and then for the dress, you throw them away. Do you understand the amount of waste, waste the amount of pollution, the amount of... This is insane. And so today, um, we are big supporters. Mm -hmm. We should give a name to this movement. Wear again movement <laughs> or whatever. Don't be afraid to wear the same garment twice or in my case, 50 times because we don't care and i think this goes to the woman side more and more probably, because more probably. women are interested in durable Good point. stuff and not only uh, disposable garments so that's about finding your style then next step it's very simple but we we love that because it's maybe the mother of all the rules go slowly and Learn or relearn to wait. What can you say about it? We'll be back after a quick break. Hey, Drew Boa here, host of Husband Material, the weekly podcast where I help men outgrow pornography. Why? So you can change your brain, heal your heart, and save your relationship without fighting a frustrating, exhausting battle. Find Husband Material wherever you get your podcasts, or go to husbandmaterial.com. What can I say about going slowly? Uh, by, by relearn to wait. The pleasure of waiting. Well, waiting is an annoyance for most people. For Americans specifically. That's true. So it's really rewiring your brain to understand that waiting can be a pleasure. It sounds strange. No, it's not. But, you know, going back in time, mm -hmm. grandmother, great-grandparents, and before that, people were used to waiting for a meal, for example. Yes. The woman would, or, you know, sometimes, I don't know if men cooked or nothing, but, but would prepare the meal for hours. And you had that anticipation of the evening meal. And if you know, like the older generations, they'll go, well, what are we going to eat tonight? Mm -hmm. And you know, I heard that so many times with my grandparents. It was like that waiting and anticipating and imagining. It was part of, of the food experience. And mm -hmm. it's, it's the same mentality, I think, with artisans who are putting their hands to the cloth. Yes. And it's, it's a creation and you just, 
basically change your brain wiring to look at it differently than when am I going to get it? No, it's what's happening now with it. What's the next step? What can I learn about where I am right now in this phase? This is a whole different way of thinking. For me, it's the antithesis of the crowd of people gathering into malls for Christmas. That's the antithesis of this, that they buy, 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 buy. They don't even understand why, and they want everything right there. They want an everything on the spot. They want everything. And specifically people who have money and the wallet and the firepower, they want most of the time things immediately, whereas some other people with smaller wallet has to wait. But waiting, uh, you were speaking about the meals, darling. Well, I must admit, it's every day in France. We cook every day and we sit at the table, uh, in our case, twice a day. Uh, with my parents, we're three times a day. It's something that we eat every day because mothers are cooking, and uh, which is a little bit different. And I don't fathers say, too now. Now fathers. <laughs> you because, cook quite often. Well, I cook quite often. <laughs> what I wanted to say with that, long story short, um, if you uh, step into the f- fantastic world of s- sartorial goods, you will have, whether you like it or not, to retrain your brain on the beautiful thing, which is waiting, dreaming of a suit. I have many, many suits, but I have a couple of them, actually maybe six or seven, a little bit more in progress. I dream mm. of all of them mm. constantly, mm. even if I, you could say, okay, this guy has so many suits and a massive wardrobe. No, I still dream and I love this waiting attitude. And once again, connect this with the sanitary crisis. Connect this with the state of the world today. I think that we should all become more reasonable in the way we consume. And I think we've been a little bit avant-garde with the bespoke movement because we are saying rediscover the playing to wait since a decade. That's right. And now everybody starts to say the same. Uh, Next step, understand fabrics and understand leather for shoes or understand fabric and understand shoes. And I know you are preparing a massive episode on wool. It's true. And and I I have to confess until I delve deep into this um, subject of animal hair, pardon the simplicity, to the suit, Mm -hmm. um, I I didn't really understand the complexities, but also the magic of it all. Especially as I was saying earlier about how the animal hair is actually alive. I I mean, even though it's not truly alive, the way it interacts with your body is like it's a living thing. Like the tortoise shell, for example. Of course, um, for glasses. For glasses. It's Mm -hmm. it's self-mending, right? When when it needs to be... Self-crafting. Self-crafting. Give an example of self-crafting. Oh, well, I mean, this is... um, Okay, Sonia is speaking about... uh, She knows I'm passionate. Oh, that's one thing I'm dreaming of. Exactly. Since nine months. I have my first pair of real tortoise shells. So just disclaimer here quickly... Turtles are uh, forbidden to be imported since the Washington Convention was signed by more than a hundred countries in 1974. Mm. So this is why the real turtle shell is a very rare and it's mm. more expensive than gold today. Why? Because it's, it's forbidden to import or to buy turtle shell for uh, making uh, frames for glasses. So Bonnet but, has a stock from pre-70s that so, they But Maison Bonnet, right? my, uh, our, uh, probably one of the most, if not the most um, um, famous uh, frame makers in the world, they still have a stock mm. from before 74. Mm. And wow. so uh, I decided to do my first pair of turtle shell, which is 
kind of an extraordinary thing, a turtle shell uh, frames for your glasses. Uh, and uh, what is interesting is that, okay, to craft a, a pair of turtle shell, it takes an average of eight months. Because the artisan will will work with the little stock he have of turtle shell and compose. And you were speaking about mending is grafting. Okay, yeah, it's the grafting. turtle shell, the material has this amazing property. It has a lot of different property. Mm-hmm. No allergy, zero allergy to anything. Extremely light. Takes the temperature of your body. It's a fantastic. But the main thing is that if you break it, um, you just put it under a press. And this is a living material and is self-grafting. Yes. This is absolutely magical. This is why you pay a frame in turtle shell. Okay, this is high luxury, but it lasts a, a lifetime. And then you're, uh, you're understanding this process very well. And yes. then w- with the fibers yes. and wool, they also react to heat and humidity and movement and bending. Yep. Everyone knows the canvas does that, who who's understands bespoke, but mm-hmm. I never knew... The wall itself did it. Of course. It was amazing. So you understand, ladies and gentlemen, that precisely understanding what you are uh, wearing, whether it be fabrics or turtle shell or leather shoes, it's so important to uh, understand uh, the fabrics and the shoes. For example, okay, I I can't wait, Sonia, to record this um, episode on wool. She's been working so hard on this one because it's not easy between the worsted wood, the carded wool, it's a a lot of the the spinning of the wool, the different qualities, the different um, uh, finesse of the thread. This is very complex. Well, I was in production and and was in charge of production runs for a while on uh, polypropylene-based fabrics used for the healthcare industry. uh, the former life. Yes, yes. And so to me, it wasn't the challenge of grasping it all. It's the challenge of transmitting of course. it all. So of I course. hope I do a good job. Yeah, we'll see uh, about wool. Mm-hmm. But in any case, we already produced a few episodes on, for example, understand fabric is understand the weight mm-hmm. of the fabric. What is a weight? Because you, you go to a tailor and say, okay, I advise you to have this uh, 300 grams um, uh, wool. Uh, and well, if you're not educated, you have no idea what a 300 grams no. means. No, it makes so no sense in to a you. nutshell, um, between let's say 200 and 230 gram uh, of wool, we are in winter and uh, summer. Sorry. So let's say in a nutshell, between 200, around 200 and up to 230 grams, you are into a summer wool. Uh, between around 240 to maybe 280, you are in a all year round wool and above 300. Well, okay, it's, it's, it's estimation around about, about 300, 320, you are in a winter. So these are the basics, but with Sonia's show soon, you're going to understand more. It's the same for leather. Mm. It's the same for shoe construction. Mm. It's the same for many other things. What's the difference? Yes, uh, is knowing about leather quality is very important. I get pictures from people sometimes yes. who ask me to look at their shoes. Yeah. And I'm like, you know, the design's really good. This is the last um, question I got. But look at the quality of the leather. It was very shiny. There's a lot of chemicals on top um, of the leather to, for correction of flaws. Yeah. And she's like, oh, I didn't I didn't think to, to look at the leather itself. Yeah. I think this show, the one we are recording in front of you right now, will be a good occasion for us to give links to all the shows. For example, I remember you did a very interesting show on four ways to, to spot a good pair of shoes. 
Yeah, I was and a, you were speaking about leather a lot. In I was. That was a very difficult show. It took me so long to prepare. And I had to do it not once, but I had to redo it a second time. So, yeah, it was yeah. a, so it's was a good a occasion show. when we say advice. We also make references to former shows that we did together. Right, right. But if I can understand, if you are new here or you just discovered this channel, and once again, ladies and gentlemen, if you are a new watcher, it is not a spoof. Because so many people say, oh, look at those people, they are dressed to the nine, and they speak about ties for one hour and a half, or about fabrics. No, it's not a spoof, it's our subject, because we do believe in a more elegant world. And uh, the 200,000, when I say 200,000 subscribers, if we mix the English channel, English-speaking channel with the French-speaking channel, 200,000 subscribers, means that there's a subject here that interests a lot of But people. is it a sport? What? Is it a sport? It's not a spoof, no, but a sport. It's not a sport. But, but you know, it's like a sport. Yes. Because uh, if you go into a certain sport like wrestling, um, whatever, cheerleading, because there is... Okay, wrestling and cheerleading is very American, um, both of them. We don't have it in France. But, uh, okay. Uh, uh, rugby. Football, how's that? And rugby. Yeah. Okay, rugby especially. Yeah. yeah. It's a culture. And truly, when you get into this, it's more of a culture in itself. And you yes. start feeling connections with other people and understanding and ability to communicate. It's, it's a whole different world. Okay. So understanding is key. Yes. Okay. Next item is learn how to maintain your garments and your shoes. Okay, well, we did the same thing. We did a lot of shows on that, but it's very, very important. You can, well, if you are new here, you don't know. I love to iron my own shirts. I love to take care of my shoes. It's something that a few gestures, and let me tell you something once again. There's nothing to be ashamed of if you maintain yourself, your wardrobe. So many people are using Once again, I have nothing uh, uh, against dry cleaners, even if at the back of my head I have something. Uh, in terms of when you, uh, I will never give this uh, bespoke suit to a dry cleaner, for example. It's impossible. I prefer to give it back to my tailor and my tailor will press it with steam, but never put some chemicals. This is a fantastic heavy flannel from Fox Brothers. And I don't want this flannel to be destroyed by some Some chemicals. people will dry clean like every other year or something just to, to give it a, a sort of a restart. Yeah. But on a, you don't do that on a regular no, basis no, at but all. My point or was you're to brushing say, and airing out. Yes. But yeah. my point was to say to the gentlemen mainly, and also to the ladies, I said, it doesn't mean that, means don't be ashamed of maintaining your wardrobe by yourself. And I can, I can hear people saying, but I have no time for that. Well, believe me, I have a very, very dense agenda and planning. We are working very hard. We have a lot of appointments, but I still find the time to take care of my wardrobe. Oh, people are different. Some people enjoy you even enjoy it. This mm -hmm. is why you do it, basically. Yeah. But, I mean, you may have a housekeeper who can iron your shirts or maybe somebody else in your family or maybe you should try it. You know, there's no set rules, but it's a good point just to, to go for it yeah. and see if you can do it. And it's uh, coherent. No, and, and just to correct what I said earlier, you also take your clothes to your tailor yeah. to have him steam them out yes. and a little bit in areas that are safe to steam. Yeah. And Because I, there's a false belief, mm -hmm. and specifically in the USA, is that um, you have to give your suit or your shirt to the dry cleaner after one or two wear. No, 
That's mm-hmm. not true. Mm-hmm. This is marketing of the dry cleaning. And they take, they come to your house and they take everything. So it's like, you know, the marketing of laziness for me. No, <laughs> it's not true. When you wear a suit a lot, you may have to clean it once a year, something like that. Right. And put in, uh, in aerate, aerate. Aerate it, yes. It's difficult for me. Aerate it in front of it and it's sufficient, but well. Oh, don't forget, if you do take your suits to the dry cleaners, do not let them iron your lapel flat. You have to give instructions not to iron the lapel flat. To keep the roll. Sometimes they come back flat. So anyway, uh, just maintain your garment, take care of it. And once again, it's coherent with what we say, buy less, buy better, have a more minimalistic wardrobe and, and, in, and something that will be durable. And if you feel good in one suit or one outfit, you will feel good again in mm. it. And this is something that is... Uh, so it's all about being reasonable, but at the same time, uh, you'll see that it's triggering some attitudes in life that are way beyond the subject of clothing. I love what you said. If you feel good in something, you're going to feel good in it again. Of course. Never heard that. I like that. You know, the only thing that annoys you, if you don't feel good again, that you wear one dress, for example, for a woman, and then you wear it two weeks later in a party, it's just the gaze of others that makes you feel bad. But most of the time, nobody will notice you have the same dress. Well, especially these days, people would say, way to go. That's what you should exactly, do. Exactly. Right. So, and it, it gave me an idea. And most of the time, what we think people will think, or what we uh, anticipate the problem will be, are much worse than they actually are. Who gives a crap about if I wear the same suit three times in a row in a party? Nobody. Or if the people who do care about that, uh, I don't care about them. Because if they have this frame of mind that you have to have a new dress for each party because you want to show how big is your wardrobe or how your trendy firepower you are, yeah. or how trendy you are or how rich you are, you're not my friend anyway. So I don't really care about the gaze of others. I'm sorry, I'm a little bit pissed with that, but oh, I think okay. it's something I, I, which is important to me. And my wish, just building on what you said, is that everyone has less anxiety in the future because we've had so much uncertainty, anxiety, um, worrisome scenarios with the pandemic. Mm-hmm. That I hope that somehow we've gotten to the point of where we're learning to release a little bit of anxiety. And the last thing you want to happen is for your clothes to make you anxious. Yes. They should be bring you joy. Yeah, pleasure. N- pleasure. Yes. Not anxiety, not worry, you know, not looking at only the wrong things, but but give you something maybe that you didn't have before. And that's that's my wish that people release their anxiety. And to your point about um, worrying about things. You know, Mark Twain said yes. that he spent too much of his life worrying about things that never happened. That's so true. That's so true. I can say and, the same. I think everybody can relate to that. Yeah. We spend our life yes. worrying about things that ultimately never happened. Right. Now, on the flip side, you have to worry about some things like yes. taxes, for example, things along that, those lines, because yeah. you can't just go, oh, I'm not worrying, you know. But mm-hmm. no, you have to take something seriously. But the majority of things... 
you're worrying about things that aren't going to happen. Remember that book, Don't Sweat the Small Stuff from the 80s? Oh, that he was found a bestseller. It. Hugo found it. He'd never seen it before. He's like, this is a really good book. I'm like, Hugo, this is like American culture. This Don't Sweat the Small Stuff, it's yeah, all small stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's the I will, same. Yeah, that's a, that's a funny book, actually. It's giving you some <laughs> good ideas. It's a Well, I'm not too much into self-help book. I'm much more into the Bible, uh, as you know. But yes. uh, it was still a very interesting yes. book. So... Basically, everything that we said can be boiled down to a few items. And the first one of these, uh, let's say, wrapping up items is all about this uh, trend that I love. It's about the minimalistic wardrobe. So more and more people, and it's not only in our trade of classic style, I think it has an impact on all the tribes, I don't like this word, but we can say that today, all the clothing tribes, whether it's casual or skateboarders or more streetwear or whatever you call that. I think everybody has the same idea about the minimalistic wardrobe. Mm. How, how do you feel about that? Well, I think we sort of handled that with the, the vintage idea yes. to, to, and the reselling of your own clothes. Yep. Uh, it's just paring down using the things that you need and like and getting mm-hmm. maybe rid of the rest, give them to a needy person, resell them. Yes. You know, only buying things that will last. Yes. Uh, what do you think? Well, I mean, I tried to write down what my mi- minimalistic wardrobe would be. Yes. Do you, are you interested? To sure, let's to hear it? it. Well, the thing is that, okay, uh, disclaimer, my wardrobe is not minimalistic uh, because this is my job. So it's our job with Sonia to, well, I mean, we have to own a few suits and a few jackets and a few overcoats because this is our subject and this is our job. But if I were not in this tutorial and if I was starting my tutorial journey, I would uh, take as a rule of thumb one different outfit per working day. That is to say, well, I don't know. I know in America, you guys work a lot more than we do here in Europe. But in France, we can say we have five working days per week. Uh, five or five and a half, depending, or four and a half for some people. Uh, so it means, it doesn't mean five suits. It can mean, let's say, two suits, maybe, and three odd jackets. Or three suits and two odd jackets. It means probably three or four pair of trousers that you can wear with your odd jackets. And it means, so let's say one quality shirt per working day also, like five or six quality shirts in different tonality, white and blue to start with. And I would say, okay, the ideal is to have one pair of shoe per working day too. It doesn't mean that you only have to have dress shoes. If you want to have casual shoes for the weekend, you can. But this... Uh, I will boil down to that if I were starting my tutorial journey, because I know that you can buy a bunch of ties, a bunch of uh, accessories that will, and a bunch of, um, Sonia's secret weapon is the waistcoat, the vest. Buy a few waistcoats that you can pair with different jackets. So basically you don't need that much. Think about it. If you bought three odd jackets, three trousers, five shirts, three pairs of shoes, and you made sure they all color coordinated yes you mix them all up and count up the outfits it's going to be a lot more than you imagined yeah yeah, and yeah. a couple of waistcoats like you said exactly so the idea is that we uh, strongly advocate for this new way of looking at things but it's true in all the sectors of life well i don't want to be 
cliche, but you know, there's always some takeaway from dramatic moments, difficult mm. moments like mm. the pandemic. We're still in the pandemic. At the moment I we know, speak, we have no idea of this new variant from South Africa that was discovered in South Africa. Um, the, the, the borders who are reopening have a tendency to reclose. So we really don't know where we are going right now. But I think that one of the major takeaway of all this was to help people to reshuffle a few basic ideas, how we consume, mm. how we get along with each other, how, how much time do we spend with our family? Um, how much time do we spend on ourselves? True, and, and you have to remember, I don't think anything's going to be the same after this, maybe no. in generations in the future, but for us that have lived through it, I don't think any of us are going to ever be the same. Yeah, and you, and that will be f the final message of this um, episode, is that uh, yesterday, uh, we didn't really prepare this episode, I just put a list of the things that I considered are important as our advice, sartorially speaking, of course, huh? it's just we speak about sartorial things here, dressing, classic style. But when we were speaking about that, you said, after all, darling, she, she calls me darling also, after all, my love, she said most of the time. It's true. Um, she said, uh, can we boil all of these down in one sentence? And you remember what you said to me yesterday? Take time for yourself. This is probably... Uh, something that, that is um, wrapping up everything that we say. Take time for yourself. Uh, rediscover the time that, rediscover, take time to think. Take time to dress up. Take time to, because dressing up pushes you to think. Mm. You understand that. No, not many people understand that. They say, okay, uh, most of the people, they take the first t-shirt, they always wear the same jean and the same shoes, more or less, so they do this, 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 they don't think. In the moment. They just dress up like they will take a coffee. They don't put any thoughts on what they take. It's fascinating what you said about thinking and yeah. then putting a nice stylish item on yeah. and then seeing how it makes you think because you're connecting action with thought. Yes. And you're talking about a very minimal, minimal action that can produce a lot of quality thought yes so i think relating the action with the thought so you're just not sitting there thinking all the time you know doing an action and feeling that satisfaction and it triggering uh, new ways of thinking yes i think the two are intertwined yeah, so yeah. a very good point about yeah, putting, yeah. Dressing make up. you think yes and anything that make you think or reconsider things or reshuffle things in your head or um force yourself to always look at things from a different angle under a different light. I can tell you sartorial uh, way of dressing pushes you to think. And this is something that everybody thinks, oh, I don't like these dandies. They spend an hour. I'm sure Jacome mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. Glyn, Sonia Glyn, spend an hour and a half in front of the mirror to dress up. Well, for sure, we spend a little bit more time than somebody's just grabbed the T-shirt he wore two days before and the, the jeans he's wearing every day and a pair of, of sneakers, okay? okay? For sure, we put a little bit more thought in it, but it's not about uh, only time to look good. It's also time for yourself. True. And that's something that is very close to my heart. It doesn't mean you have to become an egomaniac. It doesn't mean you have to forget that uh, there are other people around you, but taking time for yourself, it's something very important. And it's maybe the, the, the root of everything in the tutorial journey is 
Ladies and gentlemen, rediscover the pleasure of taking time for yourself and consider it can be in many areas of life, but it works very well with classic style because you really reconsider how you want to present yourself to the world. And this is not a minor subject, believe me. Yes, I agree. You agree? I do agree. I have a wish. Yes. I wish for everyone next year and for the years to follow more style. More style, me too. Even if you are wearing t-shirts and blue jeans, make it stylish and go out there because style gives you energy. And beauty is one of the most underrated values of all the values that we are advocating for. This is your special subject. Beauty is so important for the world. And I would add as my wish or more like a food for thought for everybody. Some people said to us, well, you know, you go and Sonia, maybe you go too far on this tutorial and classic style and dressing well. This will not change the world. Well, that's true. Dressing well or dressing up again will not change the world for sure. Otherwise, we would have done it a long time ago, but it has the power to change or at least to improve your life. And that's something I want to really make clear. It's not going to bring a revolution where we wish there would be more politeness, more kindness, more um, um, appropriate attitudes between people. Yes. In France, it's a big problem these days. People are becoming vulgar. We have a lot of, uh, even the young generation, they are insulting the older generation. There's a lot of violence. I have noticed this. People are harder on each other yes. these days. Yes. And because they forget the basic values of respect, politeness, generations. I think some people think it's the only way to make change is to be hard on people. But I think it's not only being hard on each other. I think you also mix it according to the situation. Yeah. You know, sometimes mm. it's better to be compassionate and try to mm. elevate your spirit. Yeah. Other times, sure, you do have to be like that, but not all the time. That You're right, darling. And something I observe is that, well, I don't say it's always true. But if, if you are in a double-breasted suit with a vintage tie like I am today, uh, I think you are less uh, encouraged or you are less tempted to be oh, to yeah. to you, you to be uh, insulting to people or to use bad words or to badmouth yes. people you it doesn't mean that all the people in suits are good guys and all the people no. in sweatpants are bad guys <laughs> no, not, no, no, at not at all there are good guys ever. and bad guys everywhere but i can tell i can speak for myself when i'm dressed like that which is very often i don't see myself using bad words i don't see myself being, you know, kind of vulgar with people, it triggers also something. So this is why I, I, I try to share. Fascinating. It's a complex idea. Never thought of it. But it's a complex idea. It forces you to change your attitude. And you don't do it in a kind of a stiff way. You can do it very natural. This is why I say, maybe dressing well as don't have the power to change the world, but it has the power to improve your life or at least to change the way you behave with others. Nice. But that's another subject. I don't want to deep dive too much. So that was our wishes slash advices and thoughts for 2022. Uh, we wish you uh, a good year. Once again, it's a little bit strange for us because we're in November 2021. So we have to put in our head that is going to be broadcasted in 2022. It's one month. It's not that It's far. one month, yeah. <laughs> so we wish you a beautiful year. 
uh, dress up again, uh, and just keep this. If there's one thing to take away from this show is take time for yourself. Take the opportunity of this difficult time to reshuffle things and maybe progress for something that will be more satisfactory for yourself. Thank you, darling, for this beautiful discussion. I learned some things, thanks. You know what, darling? A lot of things, I hope. Yes, I I won't recap because I think we've gone quite far. (laughs) (laughs) So thank you for this beautiful discussion. You're welcome. You were marvelous as usual. Thank you, everybody. We give you an appointment to the next episode of Sotoyal Talks. And in the meantime, take care, be well, be polite, be kind. This is free and see you very soon. Bye-bye, my friends. Bye-bye.